Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. Where you been? It's been a month and a day since we've uh, visited with each other. Oh my gosh. Where have you been? <laughs> it makes it sound like that we only talk on the air. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, do... <laughs> isn't that the case? No, we talk all the time. Oh, good deal. Yes. Good deal. So what's happened since we talked last? When did we talk last? <laughs> a month and a day. <laughs> well, let's see. I'm hoping that it's going to warm up in Illinois. We planned our trip a month later so the weather would possibly be a little nicer. And uh, now they have snow flurries. And then they had, we got pictures of our kids uh, camping. And they've got winter coats on, sock caps, uh, knee-high socks to keep their legs warm. And just cold, looks cold. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like here in Mesa, Arizona, we're going to hit 100 for the first time. Yes, I know. I know. And I'm just uh, waiting for it to hit 113. So maybe we can get our camper in next week and do a little pre what we have to do to get ready to go. Because we got uh, traveling people with us this time. Usually we go uh, camping alone. People? Yeah. Well, they act like, they feel like people. Mm. Uh, mm hmm. Honey Bunny and Barney, yes. So, How old are they now? They were born in December. In December, so what is that? January, February, March, April, May, 20th of this month. They'll be five months old. Good mm -hmm. gravy. Honey Bunny won the battle. Uh, we had a little fenced-in area in the corner of the kitchen where she didn't jump over until she saw you. And uh, then whenever she saw you, uh, she would just hop over that little fence and yeah. uh, get into the main part of the living area. I know. She looks like a kangaroo. Mm -hmm. uh, she jumps up and down on her hind legs and just, like, leaps up into the air and clears it like she was running the hurdles. Obviously, she wouldn't listen to you. She'd just leap right across. And, yeah. Doesn't uh, say so, too much for my dog training, does it? Well, yeah, it does because you took the fence down. <laughs> <laughs> like with all our kids, give in. <laughs> yeah. So now Honey Bunny's got the uh, run of the living room yeah. along with Barney. Of course, Barney is just an afterthought. Yeah, it's been very nice. They have been very, very good. Mm -hmm. um, they they like the idea of running in and out. But uh, one of these days it's going to be like 113 here and I'm not going to be able to run in and out. Well, this morning whenever I got up at uh, 4.30... Oh. To let them out, uh, of course. Your trade I'm, last night wasn't too good, was it? My what? Your trade. Oh, oh, I'm going to I'm going to start trading for uh, items from you: togetherness, uh, romance. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about who's babysitting dogs. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you uh, kind of grimaced while ago in the news whenever they were talking about uh, wheat production. Oh. Uh, which country produced the most wheat? Yes, and evidently uh, one of them is the Ukraine. Well, I looked it up, and the number one is China. Yes. And the number two is uh, Russia, which is Ukraine included in that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we got India in there before the United India. States. Yeah. I didn't know that either. But it, uh, I mean, it just rolls around and affects everyone. And it doesn't seem to get any better. Your son is a uh, producer of wheat in uh, Illinois. 
Um, I was kind of surprised that Illinois was like fifth or sixth in uh, production of wheat and the overall picture. Montana was first, Washington State. Oh, you're talking about Then you had those states in that uh, northwest sector. Yeah. And then you have Illinois, which is uh, down on the list. And uh, but you and I were raised in wheat country. All of Illinois uh, is a lot of farm country. Uh, everything south of Chicago, uh, down to Cairo, is mm-hmm. uh, really farm country. Let's get to the good stuff. How's your health? Uh, my doctor says it's excellent. But then, what does she know? <laughs> what does Evelyn say? <laughs> I I. I say it helps. It always helps. Um, makes uh, your steps a little lighter when you leave a doctor's office and you've had a good report. Um, I used to say when I would go for my cancer checkup that when I left with a good report, I could almost walk on air. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's it's good to know that everything going on in your body is uh, functioning like it should. Uh, some places even functioning better than expected. And uh, to realize that some of the aches and pains and everything is just, uh, you know, old age. Mm-hmm. So Hard to say that, isn't it? It, it <laughs> is. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's getting too close for me. Um, what is? Age. <laughs> age. It's always seemed, even the up until last year, age as being something you dreaded um, was always just a little down the road, a little down the road. Over the hill. Yeah. And now it's, uh, you know, it's waving to you and beckoning you with a horrible look on its face Mm. to come to me, my darling. Mm. I'm going to ravish your body and make you (laughs) suffer. But anyway, no, I got a good report. I'm very thankful for that. You know, her life could be like deal or no deal. To win the million dollars, you have to go all the way. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the way with our age, you know. To yep. get to 100, we have to hit hill after hill. Oh, my, yes, I know. I'm going to have to do some adjustments along the way. Oh, well, my health, thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I went in for a regular checkup couple of weeks ago and the doctor uh, found uh, what she thought was a unusual activity in the heart. She sent me to cardiologist, Dr. Yesar Bashir. And uh, you and I went to visit him and uh, he did an EKG and he said he didn't think that was what it was. And he put a monitor on me for, for 24 hours, which I accomplished. And uh, took it off for a couple of days, and they've got it on now for five days, which will conclude Sunday at high noon. And Mm. uh, take it off then, and then still have to wait a week before I have the visit with Dr. Death on Friday the 13th. Oh, (laughs) I thought, Dr. Who? We're hoping that they just find out that there is nothing wrong, that it was just something crazy that went wrong. Mm -hmm. And... um, you know, our bodies do that sometimes. They have little hiccups. Sometimes they're warnings of other things, but a lot of times they're just little hiccups. So what do we have to do to get uh, on the road? Oh, it seems like a lot. I don't know. Not that much. It's just been a while. I allowed a friend of mine to absolutely take everything out of the camper. <laughs> I don't know who that was. But anyway, 
uh, now... Explain that. I didn't follow that at all. You, you had a friend? I had a friend. Yeah, you know, uh, a bed buddy. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, who decided that he was going to take everything out of the camper. It takes uh, a good while to get everything in the camper that you need because there's so many little things that you don't think of. And then once you get everything in there, you know, it's wonderful. But if you ever take everything out, and my thing now with my age is we took everything out. So now I don't remember where we put some things that was so handy. Because as you're camping, you will move things around from one drawer to another or one spot in the camper to another for convenience and to make things uh, easier. So now we have a camper that I have no idea what's in the camper. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little run, um, bring it home. And we've been looking at the temperatures, and we've got a couple of days where it's in the high 80s, low 90s, which is not too bad because we don't have enough power to plug in here at the house to run an air conditioner. So it's kind of like entering a sweat box mm-hmm. uh, to get it done. But... I think we're smart. We're going to go get it and bring it in and try to go through it very quickly and see what we need and uh, either get it suited with everything now or just work on it and get a list of things that we need. Also, this time we got little travelers going with us and it'll be a first and we are not for sure about their sleeping quarters and everything. So that'll take a couple of days. But once we get it all sorted out, and especially in my mind, I have to have it written down or at least some idea of what I want to do. Uh, we'll be ready to do it, and then we can take it back. And then next week, a couple of days before we get ready to go, not next week, but 1st of June, we'll be ready to uh, jump in it and take off and, and see what happens. It should be a, a really interesting trip. Friday, a week from today, is uh, whenever we have the visit with the doctor. Then two weeks from today is when we take uh, your Honda uh, Odyssey to the repair shop and get it completely repaired. Allstate finally admitted that the girl rear-ended me and it was her fault totally. So we're going to get your car completely uh, fixed. And then probably the next week is uh, whenever we get ready to haul out. It will be here before you know it. Got one of our little travelers, Barney, who uh, we have found out, which is really good, uh, taking him down to the vet. Every time we went, I would notice that he just wasn't doing well at all, and then he would just throw up. So uh, he really is my boy because I used to get car sick like that. I could not, when I was a child, go any place without getting deathly car sick, always pulling over to the side of the road and letting me throw up, which was horrible. Well, they found out that little cage they put you in. Yeah, (laughs) no, didn't give me room to breathe. (laughs) No, no. The first trip I got to make finally uh, to go someplace. My folks always went to the Springfield State Fair, Illinois State Fair, uh, every year, Uh, and that was a big deal. We camped out, and it was just great. But I could not make that far because, uh, you know, I don't guess we knew about car sick. Maybe there was a Dramamine then. I'm not sure. Surely if there was, I'd have been taking it. But uh, I found out that if I would not watch the road, uh, I could sit and look straight ahead. But we had an old Ford 
station wagon. So they fixed up the back of the station wagon with a little mattress back there and a quilt. Things to play with and keep occupied and a cooler full of food. (laughs) And so as long as I could eat and not watch the road too much, and by doggies, I made it to Springfield. Mm-hmm. Yes. Had a tough childhood, didn't you? Oh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yes. I mean, I would love to go with my grandpa. He worked at Old Ben Coe Company down at West Frankfurt. And the thrill I would get, he would come by in his Kaiser. Mm-hmm. He had a Kaiser. Kaiser Fraser, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a Fraser. Kaiser Fraser, yeah. A uh, big black car. I mean, it, it looked like a hearse. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell him that, but it really did. And terrible looking. <laughs> yes, but a really nice car. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would come by and want to know if I wanted to ride with him down to West Frankfurt to collect his paycheck. And um, I would go with him down there and we would stand in line and he would get paid. And I love how he got paid. He got paid cash mm-hmm. and it was all folded up and it couldn't be too much cash because it was in those little, small, probably one by, what, two, possibly three-inch little uh, manila envelope. and But it was just fascinating me that he had money all rolled up in there, and they mm-hmm. had his name on it, and they gave it to him. And um, usually coming home, uh, we would stop, and we would get ice cream or something on the way home. But it was all I could do to make it down there uh, to West Frankfurt and back without getting car sick. Isn't it interesting how you remember those things, those <clears throat> little things like uh, I know uh, Dad uh, worked at Orient Number 1 in the village of Orient in Illinois, in southern Illinois. It was a 600-foot deep shaft coal mine, and uh, he would get paid in that little manila envelope. And uh, I would go with him, and as we would walk out and walk to the car, there would be a line of coal miners with their dinner buckets open, and he would drop money into each one of those dinner buckets. And uh, I asked him one day, what, what's going on? And he said, those are injured coal miners. Uh, the other miners are taking up a collection for the injured coal miners. And, uh, you know, with him having uh, eight children at home, you know the money was sparse, but still had the heart to do that. That's wonderful. I remember about my grandpa's um, dinner bucket, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we all had then usually took uh, our little lunch boxes, uh, which are all collector's items today, uh, to school. But mine was a simple lunch box, as most children's was. It opened up, had a lid, and maybe if you were lucky, it had a thermos in it. Mm-hmm. And by the time you got the thermos in it, there wasn't much room for anything else. But... I was just fascinated with my grandfather's uh, lunch pail, he called it, uh, or lunch bucket. And, um, yeah, when he retired, that was one thing that he let me have to play with because it was stacked and had all different kind of sections to it. Circular. Oh, yeah. That just fascinated me that you could put something in the bottom and then a lid on it and something else and then something else and something else. You put the sandwiches or the food in the bottom. Then you put the water that they drank in the second section, and then you put your lid on top of that. So they had water and food. Well, my grandmother did it different. She had it so that my grandfather did not have to search down through it. He had a, I guess, a thermos 
or a water bottle that he had. But the first thing that was sandwiched was the sandwich, the lunch part. Mm. And then it was anything else after that. And then in the bottom was dessert because he said, I always cannot wait to get to the bottom to see what grandma put in there for dessert. Mm. So that was neat. Well, they were cheating. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that uh, tendency to crave desserts uh, didn't miss a generation for me because that's, uh, you know, I have three demons and one of them is sugar. My grandmother always, and of course, I was back in the day when most people made desserts from scratch. My gra- my grandmother Neil was a great cook, and so was my grandmother Payne. But I didn't stay with her as much as I did my grandmother Neil. Well, back then everything was done from scratch. Oh yeah, and lard. Yeah, and everyone did so many things at home. Uh, I know my mom and dad had some pinochle playing friends, and uh, she would get together with them and they had children and we would all gather in one of the homes like if it was my mom and dad's time to host it uh everyone would bring a covered dish usually though when they came to my mom's they wanted her spaghetti and so she would fix spaghetti enough for at least four couples and their kids and uh then after dinner everyone would clean up and clean off the kitchen table and then they would play pinnacle while the rest of us kids played in another room. And mm-hmm. that was usually uh, our Saturday nights. You mentioned everybody did everything at home. Uh, my father said if you have one child, you can go anywhere. You have two children, you can go most places. You have three children, you can go to relatives' houses only. If you have four or more children, you don't go no place. You <laughs> stay at home and you do everything at home. Well, I don't know how they did it because you and I took six kids, five kids for a long time on, uh, well, our honeymoon. Uh, We took them on cruises. It wasn't bad at all. Mm -hmm. I didn't think everyone was very well behaved and we had a good time and um, we never did have any, any big problems at all. So we were lucky. Sammy on our honeymoon was the biggest problem. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she wasn't on our honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, cute, Joe, cute. <laughs> hey, uh, let's get things around, and uh, we got a good weekend headed this way, and I understand we're going to see some kids. Kim's up at uh, John's house playing with Jake and Hudson, and uh, they're having a great time, and everybody in Illinois seems to be going very well. Uh, Trenton's coming in for Mother's Day, and... Uh, Chris picked him up this morning at the airport at 12.30 a.m., so they'll have a good one, and I'm sure Chelsea and Randy will have a big weekend, as will Kelly and Lori. I'm uh, wishing all my daughter-in-laws and daughters a great Mother's Day. They are all very outstanding mothers. Mm. Mothers. I'm proud of all of them. And, of course, Samantha with her uh, threesome. We're going to get the three kids uh, coming in this weekend, and... uh, We'll get to have them overnight tonight and uh, enjoy them. So let's get on the stick and get get busy, get to work. I know. i got to go. Love you, darling. Love you, hon. Talk to you later.
Happy Mother's Day. You too. (laughs) (laughs) You're saying that's a half a name for me? (laughs) Kind (laughs) of. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.